if Dursey is Drew Doughty light, well, I think Jordan Spence is Dursey light. This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with your boys, Rodney, Rob, and Darren. All right. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome to the mid-season review. Joining us today is our esteemed colleague, Joe. Hey. Yeah. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Let's jump right into this. Darren, start with you. What are your thoughts on the Kings season so far? Uh, yeah, I think it's been a good season for them. I mean, we we all hoped that they would be in the playoff hunt. Um, if you told us at the beginning of the season, we'd be second or third in Pacific, depending on what metric you use. I think we'd all be pretty happy with that as long as they keep up the space. I, I think we have to be relatively happy, so... To me, I think that's it's been a good season. And if we keep playing in good, meaningful games later on, even better. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I had no idea what to expect this season, so I'm pleasantly surprised. I mean, uh, I was setting the bar a lot lower than where they where they're at right now, for sure. Um, the biggest positive so far, well, it's really over the last month or two, is the secondary scoring. That's been something that's been lacking for, well, always been lacking, <laughs> except for the years that they made it to the Cup. So it's good to see that. I think the one thing that, that um, maybe a little bit frustrating is some of the, the higher-end uh, prospects, uh, you know, you want want to see, you know, that that's where we need to fill holes for sure is – need some top end talent but having like depth players particularly like we were talking earlier before all this, this uh nonsense started but um Lazat's another guy where it's like that guy was like they, they could have you know thrown him off the ship uh um with the, without a floaty and i wouldn't have cared but that guy's definitely a key part of the team at this point i mean whether he's there in two or three years uh you know that you know who knows what will happen but He's definitely heart and soul. Him and Dano, big fans of both those guys. Yeah, and, and that uh, uh, that more di- that more guy is not doing too bad either, right? Yeah, he's still that more guy. I mean, he scores goals, but you know, oh, consistency. I like the heart from the other two guys, but uh, no, he's he's awesome too. But definitely a pleasant surprise there. I'm just curious if he'll keep it up. Um, not sure about that. I didn't know anything about him before he came here. Um, a lot of these like, younger guys. I mean, there's so many of them; it's hard to keep track. So, um, but. Uh, Hey, at least some of them are working out. You know, that's a lot better than we could say uh, 36, 365 days or, days ago. It's, uh, the team was just like, I'm like, do we rebuild from the rebuild? And uh, I think it's clear that uh, we're uh, on, on the on the way back up. So uh, hopefully in the next year or two, they're, they're, they'll probably be a pretty good team, I think. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about that. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Rob, what are your thoughts? I don't even know what metric. Let me let me qualify it with one thing. Just as long as they don't do a complete nose dive the rest of the season. If they go five hundred the rest of the season, that's fine. I'll still be happy with it. But if they just go fucking belly up, then I'd be pissed off. But uh, still, I still think at this point in the season, we've got enough of a, a sample size to say that we've got something in some of these players. So, um, yeah. All right, Rob, back on you. Thank you, Joe. Um, still, 
I'm still dwelling. I was lost after metric. And it's still whatever metric you use puts us in second or third. I, what, I don't even know what that means, Darren. But well, you, you what have I points do, or you have I, points percentage. That's, that's all I'm saying. Okay, By okay. points percentage, we're third. Okay. By, right now, how about, how, about, how about when you type in ESPN and look at the standings, yeah. ESPN tells us we're in second. I, I, right. I think we're exactly. In second. That's a metric. Come on, Darren. Uh, you, you know ESPN. we're just dumb Kings fans, you know? Not, um, you know, I... I, you have to take in count Calgary's coming, you know what I mean? Like, especially I, so, with that game. So if you're a fan of the, play the podcast, you would know that I've I've said that. I've said that multiple times. Uh Vegas and Calgary are gonna be up there. Um although I think Vegas is within a striking distance for us. If if we catch fire and they go in any kind of slump, things can flip flop with us in Vegas. Yeah, I think but, even that game the game we play next week, we can catch them. I think by that point, if but but I'm just you know. I'm just saying in the long run. <clears throat> um, yeah. But as far as my expectations, I, I've I've I'm on record saying we are a playoff team in the Pacific. Um, uh, I'm sure uh, our buddy Justin would love to hear me say this: that the Pacific is the weakest division. I have said that on record that we are in the weakest division. And I think we are a playoff team in this division because we are better than the sharks. We're better than I think the ducks, I think we're going to be better than a couple of the Canadian teams is what my official statement was. And I also said the Kraken suck. They will not make the playoffs when everybody else had the Kraken in the playoffs. So that left us in a playoff spot. So halfway through, as I see it, we are where we are supposed to be, you know, which is by different metrics, third place, because Calgary's on their way up right right now. Do, so. do any of you guys know, like Darren Mike, because he's stats guy, but uh, I know I saw something about uh, um, like a, a large percentage of the Kings points are coming from Eastern Conference yep. games. I, so a large, yeah, we, we have a great record against the, the East right now. We do. So but you're, you're still confident they'll make the playoffs, even with all of that said. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I now that's the thing. I are we going to stay in second place? Is a, is a different story. Um, yeah, I still I still think we could squeak in third, and even I I don't know if a fourth team is going to come from the Pacific. That's good. That's yeah, gonna, that's the scary like a, part of it. Yeah, I was saying, it doesn't look like they're going to have a shot at a wild card. They're going to have to make it in the first three, right? Right. So, so yeah. basically, we're going to have to what beat the Ducks, hold on, and hope Edmonton continues to implode. I hope they didn't. You know, as as we're recording, Tippett got fired right now. So let's not hope. Let, let's hope that uh, Edmonton doesn't turn things around with a new coach coming in, and because obviously, when when you have the two best players in the world. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to happen. I mean, how many coaches have they gone through in the last yeah, 10 years? Yeah, and how many first-round picks and all that stuff. But Maybe they'll hire Coach Q. <laughs> Here I mean, the job. Look what happened with the Canucks when they got their new coach this year. Well, yeah, well, yeah. well they, they they went on a hot streak. What, what happened? Now, they've, leveled, they've leveled back off right. again, so we'll see. But, yeah, halfway through the season, I, I've, I'm where, where I kind of would have liked to be. And I, I'm surprised that – how's this? I'm not surprised about the Kings. I'm surprised that my prediction was right so far. That's what I'm surprised at because I'm never right. How about this? 
Darren, what do the Kings... It ain't over yet. <laughs> What'd he say? What'd you say? What'd you say? I said it ain't over yet. <laughs> yeah, <dude>. True. <laughs> but fair enough. Sorry, I keep cutting you guys off. Go ahead. Darren, what, what do the Kings have to do to stay in the race? Yeah, I think to stay in the race, they got to improve their their uh, special teams for sure. Like, I, I think you look at their five-on-five play, the Kings are a minus 13 on special teams, meaning goals for minus goals against total shorthanded power play. That's, That's the plus third worst. <laughs> and, and this isn't like an actual, like you just add up all the stats. They're the third worst team special teams wise. And so that tells you that their five on five play is really good. So I think if they bring up that special teams play, they could really, you know, that's going to keep them in the playoff spot. That's going to keep them above ducks, the, Edmonton, all that stuff. I mean, you could talk about additions, whatever, but at this point, I don't know if the Kings can do rentals. I think if they're going to make trades, it's going to be, you know, guys who are going to be hockey trades. Sorry, guys. Hold on. Hey, not good. I love the way he was mansplaining things right now. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I think they're going to make have to make hockey trades. I don't think it's going to be like rental type guys because we're not at that point in our trajectory as a team. Like, I don't think we're making the cup this year as much as, you know, we want them to win every year. But I think uh, just improving their special teams, especially like it's been abysmal how bad it is. So I think that would be step number one. Let's say one of the Kings coaches accidentally clicks on this video on YouTube and he gets to hear you here. How do the Kings fix special teams? What do they have to do? I mean, there's a couple of different things. I think the power play could use a lot more movement. I've said that before. Like you look at our, we set up in five and our guys rarely, if you look at other teams, they're, they're doing this, you know what I mean? Like their wingers are, are rotating spots. It, it causes confusion and we don't, we don't cause that confusion. And I think that'd be number one. It's just, we got to get some movement. We got to get create some chaos a little bit. You know what I mean? Is and that a whiteboard behind you? Can you show us what you're talking about? <laughs> With a sharpie? <laughs> uh, I don't think they would like it if I wrote on the walls, but but yeah, no, they they. I think that's the main thing is on the power play, create confusion on the penalty kill. Honestly, it's our goalies who are, have been really bad on the power on the penalty kill. Um, they have not been good. Like quick stats compared to like the last couple of years on the power or them being on the penalty kill have been, it's been noticeably worse and Peterson has not been good either. So and it's been both of them. So it's not like it's one or the other. So it's just got to improve goalie play. Honestly, like, I don't think it's anything. It might not be too much schematic wise. So I was going to ask is one of the goalies better than the other. Cause then we could like maybe pull that goalie in just for penalty. kill. I, I wish I wish make it easier. Progressive coaching tactics, Rod, sorry. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? What do the Kings have to do to stay in it besides win? Uh, well, score more goals than the other team consistently, <laughs> which is kind of the same thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, Darren, I think, nailed it. But I'll kind of take a, an aside here. I think it's a real positive that the Kings are scoring five on five. That's always been their problem. They were always – been you know maybe not the greatest power play team but through the regular season even the years that they're good they were relied on their penalty kill and their defense at even strength and then you know the scoring a lot of the scoring they're getting was from uh, the power play um now it's you know 
they, they can carry the play five on five and just, you know, the, the scoring on the power play. So uh, I would not make any trades for one. I, I would just let, just let, let's just see what we have in these players. Um, no reason to give them, uh, give them any help. Um, and at the same time, no reason to give anything away. To, I would just, just take the whole season. If the, even who cares if they fall flat on their face, um, let's just see what we got and, and then take it for, take it up next year. So I wouldn't do go down that road. They'll probably do something if they're in a playoff spot just to probably throw a bone to the team. But I mean, we got such a long jam of players right now. It's just, unless you're going to get a good upgrade, which you're going to have to pay to get, then I don't see it's kind of a, you know, just doing it just to, you know, making a move just to, to do, but if there's something out there that, you know, um, particularly probably on the defense, I think more than anything, because, I think that's where there's a lot, been a lot more inconsistency in the lineup, but, um, but yeah, they just gotta, yeah, it's gotta keep on trucking, man. Like they, they just keep playing the way they're playing, and you know they're fine. Um, Park and know, ride. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, but long term, good good things that they're scoring even strength and the the power play can be fixed. I, it's kind of surprising too. Like I don't know too much about McClellan's like history and stuff, but you know, obviously. San Jose always had like a really good power play, um, even when he wasn't there and whatnot. So it is a bit head scratching to see. That's when you start to wonder: is it the players? And I, I, I would say if you're going to make something, tweak something on the power play, stop with setting it up. Just roll it like it's five on five. Like, and that's how, like you know, like know when they start rolling like the second line is like the second power play unit, and they're just going off there skating up and 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 taking scoring chances off rushes and not really concerned about, you know, gaining the zone, setting it up. Cause then that's where they've been effective scoring five on five goals too, is on, on that, that transition and, and uh, on rushes. So, um, you know, that that's working there. Then why not use it on the, on, on the power play? But as far as the penalty kill goes, I have no clue. Like, <laughs> uh, it's just, it, I don't know. It, it, I, I think in King's years past, we're used to seeing a lot of block shots and, um, just a lot more effectiveness at clearing or clogging up passing lanes and stuff. And so it just seems like a bit of a shit show. Everybody, once shit starts going awry, everybody's running around chasing their tails and stuff. So I have no idea how to fix that other than get better players, better defensive players. But anyway, I'll leave it at that. I wonder if McClellan is trying to get Marco Sturm fired because that was not one of his boys. <laughs> He was inherited, so he's going to let him crap on special teams. Um, I love a good conspiracy theory, but I don't really have a dog in a fight there, so <laughs> uh, who knows? Rob, same but question it, for you. Needs um, improvement. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with with lots of lots of points that were said already. Um, but on the other end of the trading, I, I agree with you, Joe. About I, I I don't necessarily want to make trades. I don't I don't want to get rid of what we have because I like what we have. And I think what we have might grow and get better. And the more simmering it goes, you know, if we leave kids down longer and let them develop even more, it's, it's just going to help the organization in the long run. However, because we do have such a log jam, I, I almost want to make a trade just to free up some movement. And if we can do it for the right player, and get a player that has a lot of term left, a lot, a lot of years left on a contract. I would love to see maybe, I think that's why everyone wants Chikrin. He could become part of the team. It's not a rental and, and whatnot. So if, I, if, if we do make any kind of trades, 
to improve the team. I, I hope it's a smart hockey trade and not a rental trade, as Darren was saying. So, I, like I said, I agree with a lot of the points there. Um, what I don't, what I didn't agree with, Darren, you're going to become the new Mike. I'm just going to pick on you. Um, I, I can't even begin to sit there and talk about X's and O's and they need to do this and they need to do that. I don't know what they need to do. I'm not a coach. I've never played professional hockey before. Um, they need to just get better. And however pros get better, that's what they need to do. They, they, <laughs> the power play sucks and it needs to get better. If, if that's a coaching thing, if that's an assistant coach's thing, then address that. If it's a player's thing, then address that. But identify the problem, figure out how to fix it, fix it, and the team's going to be better. So, I still don't know why they're rolling Dustin Brown on the power play. It's a head scratcher for me. Yeah. Well, if if it's if it's part of their plan to have a guy in front of the net that has some decent hands and a little tough, I can see why. But is that their philosophy on on power play? Who knows what the philosophy is? Because we just suck that bad. You can't even tell what we're trying to do on the power play. Are we trying to set up a one timer? Are we trying to set up something down low for a little tic tac toe? Are we trying to set up, set up for point shot? I don't know what the, what we're doing. Yeah, to me, it seems like it's a lot of the same shit that was Sutter was doing, whatever, seven, eight, nine years ago. Whereas, yeah, it's basically open up at one timer to Dowdy or potentially Kopitar. Kopitar sits on the half wall, like Darren said, very predictable. Um, yeah, yeah. Where the coach is the problem is is not even just the X's and O's. It's the personnel he's putting out there. I think that's really the problem. You're putting out a bunch of when you're putting Kopitar and, and Dowdy and Brown on a power play line, you're going to see Kopitar stand on the half wall, giving Dowdy one timers. I, I would, I would put in some younger guys out there and like, I don't know how, I don't know how, what's his name is doing. Uh, uh, guy I liked before they got sent down first round pick. What's his name? Velarde. Good hands. That guy's got sick hands. That guy's, that guy can make plays like, but granted, you don't want to call a guy up and just put him on the power play, but uh, but coming from that that mindset, put guys that have good skill. Just put guys if it, it can't get any worse. Just put guys with good skill out there and just tell them see what happens. Yeah. Just don't just don't get caught with your pants down. Just don't get scored on, you know. Um, and then if something works, then like all right, we'll try that again. <laughs> uh, because yeah, whatever they're trying to do is abysmal, uh, to say the least. But it, to me, it yeah, looks like me, a lot of. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying it was like to me. To me, it Darryl doesn't, it doesn't make play. sense doesn't make sense why you wouldn't put like Byfield out there. I don't think he plays on either power play unit. And like, I don't watch the rain games too much, but I see a lot of the, his highlights and a lot of his goals are those greasy, grimy goals around the net rebounds, bringing it from behind the net. Why isn't he in the Dustin Brown spot? You know what I mean? Like he's bigger, he's got more skill around the net and at worst he can move with Kopitar, move with Iofalo and those guys, you know what I mean? Like, those are those are that's the guy who I think they should definitely be given some power play time. What's that? Who'd you say? Byfield. Oh, yeah, Byfield. He's not on either power play unit because they roll. Was it Kopitar, Kempe, I follow Brown, Dowdy on line one, and then they roll. They roll line, line two for the power play for power play two. Line two plus Kaliev and right. Dersey. So it's like to me put Byfield in that Brown spot. Number one, he's bigger in front of the net. He can screen the goalie a little bit more effective. I know Brown's done it for years, but I don't know. That's one, that's one area. So I, like I said, I think just 
creating chaos because you watch a lot of the successful power play units besides like you know the tampa bays and washington's of the world who actually their power play isn't that great but they just score timely goals but they they move you know what i mean like they're they're consistently interchanging you know four one moves to four two so on and so forth that, that's why i think the movement is what would help but i think it stopped being stagnant you know what i mean so no, as I was gonna say, we do need more Grunstrom, though. Dana is. Yeah, that's a problem. Is like there's so yeah, many but players. at the expense of of less who. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look at the roster. I'd have to look at the <laughs> I roster. Last but... week. I think you. I think you do Lemieux for a game. Just kind of try and spark something in him. All right, guys. Any lineup changes you want to see based on our current roster? Based on not pulling anybody up, just what we have right now. Any lineup changes? Who wants to start? Yeah, I think. I think um, Darren <laughs> pulling. I think pulling Grunstrom in for a game or two, and and it's the one complaint I have with McClellan is he doesn't make those changes when we're winning to kind of fire a guy up, even if the guy isn't playing well. And I think a guy like Lemieux, he's been kind of pedestrian this since this calendar year. I think we said last week he has one goal. It's like a guy like him, pull him out of the roster, tell him, hey, you need to step it up to get back in, kind of show him, you know. Hey, you can come out of the roster even for winning. So I think Grenstrom for Lemieux, even for a game or two, would be fine. And if the if Grenstrom earns some more time, maybe you put him in over Athanasiu or Brown. I don't think you mess with the top two lines unless things go horribly wrong up there. But that's that's kind of where I'm at. Joe. Yeah, I think um, the the one guy I, I did like, and I do, I still like, but. Um, think is redundant is uh the uh what's i don't know how to say his last name you can call yeah, him double yeah. a yeah there you go numbers uh yeah whatever he is number 22 right <laughs> is that is that right yes, 22? He's, yes, he's 22 okay so that guy uh <clears throat> he's he's like uh andrea kempe's like uh uh yeah uh, insignificant twin <laughs> i kind of have the same skill set but kempe's definitely upped his game to another level so if 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 uh Kempe's in the game, and so is um, a double-A guy. Uh, I would pull him for Grunstrom as well. I think Grunstrom's getting the short end of the stick in, the, in terms of the roster decisions. The guy plays physical. Uh, I think he's got way more scoring ability than he's shown because he's not really been given the opportunity to, to to do that. But aside from that, dude's going out there and, like, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's playing, you know, third-line, fourth-line hockey. He's – Playing the body and scoring goals too with limited minutes. I don't. What has he got? Like five or six goals, right? Yeah, yeah six, six goals. goals. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, he's a guy that definitely I think should be in uh, in the lineup more. Would you dare pull Brown out of the lineup? Oh yeah, absolutely. For I mean, that's from? a no brainer. Yes, that's a no brainer. But he's does he he plays does he play on the left side or the right side? Grunstrom. He's a left. He's a left. I know he's, he's a lefty. Left, he's a left but, winger. Yeah. Okay. He's he's left winger. Okay. <clears throat> I think they played. I think they played Athanasiu on the right side last season, though, with Carter, if I remember correctly. So he can do it. So he can play on his offside. So if you do Athanasiu on the right with Byfield and Grunstrom, that could be a fun line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more Grunstrom. <laughs> no. So and along Rob, those same, I was yeah, gonna say Rob, along, same question. But uh, yeah. are you gonna say Ayafalo pull him out for Grunstrom or? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, you know, Grunstrom is basically the only guy that we, I mean, you're talking Elias Anderson, everyone, you know, 
is the only other guy on the roster that you said, because since you limited that, we can't pull anybody up. And, and that's what I'm saying. I'm, I, I'm, I've seen enough to know, I think Grunstrom deserves more time over Leas Anderson, over Kapari. Um, in agreement with, with Darren, Brendan Lemieux, you know, he was, he was the cat's meow, the, the first 20 games of the season, you know, Hey, what's our record with Lemieux in there? And, and he's, he's, he has slowed down putting Grunstrom in for him. I think that line doesn't lose much of anything because Grunstrom is physical. So he, he can replace Lemieux's physicalness, um, scoring touch with those guys. Cause I think Lazat's the one that really drives that, that line. So you're not going to lose a driver if you do sit Lemieux and, you know, and, and if, if he catches fire, if that line catches fire with that kind of stuff, this brings me back to what we just talked about just a little bit ago. This is why I'm not opposed to trading, even though I love where we're at and I love the, tra- this is what I'm talking about. Trade. If we trade a couple guys and just free up that, just that spot or two, so we can, you know, get guys like Grunstrom in and, and, as far as I'm concerned, they could trade Kapari. They, I don't. I don't want to trade Brown. I want. I want Brown. I want it for nostalgia, and I don't care how much it cripples the 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 franchise. I want him to never not be a king. So that's fine. And then they should just, due to his old age and uh, uh, lack of effectiveness in certain nights, just tell him, "Hey, we're trying to keep you fresh. We'll put Grunstrom in." For Absolutely. You. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. Yes. Um, instead of him playing 82 games. Let's make him a, a 65 game yeah. kind of guy. I'd go with 50 you know, or yeah. 55. <laughs> call it call it a rest day. Yeah. And they do in the NBA all the time, right? Hey, can I go off on a tangent real quick? Of course. Uh, I think, wait, wait. Uh, but before you go on, on your tangent, understand one of the 17 listeners that we have <laughs> might comment about the disorganization. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, one more thing before you start. Since you guys were talking about pulling Lemieux out, we just can't pull Lemieux out if we're playing Calgary or Ottawa. Just FYI. Oh, no, and no, no. one last oh, thing. Absolutely not. Pick your spots for sure. And, but with Lemieux, also, you we, you have to understand, Lemieux, we have to keep him happy because his sister <laughs> needs to still be part of the organization. <laughs> I have got to see sister. And that's a perfect segue into what Joe was about to talk about. Let's go, Joe. Uh, no, all I was going to say is I just had this thought, like uh, I don't know, like a month or two ago, and uh, when the, you know, the, before the Kings had really, I, I you know, kind of gotten on a couple of different roles, where I'm like, all right, this isn't just a flash in the pan, like like it was last season where they won six or seven games in a row and then just decided to stop playing the rest of the year. Um, they've, can, you know, they've had uh, streaks over and over. But what I found interesting is with the whole COVID protocol, you'd have the coach who's been forced, who maybe would not have put guys in, has been forced to, and I think has been the benefactor of, you know, that whole protocol and all that stuff because he's forced to put players in and those guys have kind of excelled. So I kind of just thought about it because that's kind of reminded me of uh was it like the 2005 lockout, right? When they said like the, the reason the 2003 draft class was so good is they got a full year playing at the AHL level against NHL players. Uh, so kind of a tweener year. Not that that's comparable, but just the whole 
it's a different dynamic with you know the the whole um, uh, you're getting you're getting players into meaningful games that otherwise might not have, um, and I think because the Kings have such that that logjam that you're really getting a chance to without just experimenting for the sake of experimenting, getting to see like okay, well you know this guy's getting a chance for two or three games, and, right? You know, yeah. It- I think I think I don't know if you remember the conversation we had at your bachelor party, Joe. <laughs> so I don't know. If you remember. We I, I actually was talking about the benefits of the taxi squad, you know, just, you know. Yeah. And and and, and how much uh, experience certain guys that wouldn't be getting experience. But yeah. because of the situation and stuff like that. Yeah. So that, that you probably planted that uh, idea in my mind subconsciously. No, well, what's uh, funny it, is it surfaced is, uh, when I wasn't uh, three sheets of the wind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like one amazing bachelor party. Just let me say. <laughs> Those that stayed for both days. <laughs> All right. Defenseman. All right. With Roy coming back, are you guys happy with the – defensive pairings going forward or do you want to see some changes and if you do what pairings would you do Darren you want to start yeah I mean I don't think there's much you can change you got Dowdy I don't know how long is Anderson now he should be back soon as well right I think they it's said unknown. Be, yeah so assuming he's healthy I think Anderson Dowdy um Roy Motto and Bjorn Foot and Jersey have been working for us I mean you pair Mata, who's, you know, a liability sometimes defensively with Roy, who's steady Eddie back there. And, you know, they don't do much offensively, which is where you like where our, we would hope to get more out of some of our D is offensively. But if they're not a negative defensively, that's that's fine as well. So I, I don't think you make too many changes. I mean, without making a trade. So I, I think I'm, I'm good with them. Joe? Yeah, I mean, um, I definitely do not have my finger on the pulse of the LA Kings defense, but uh, one thing I do see people posting online is about training Matt Roy, and I don't get that at all. I think that would, I would say be the last person I would trade, but um, I don't understand why that they, people think that he's expendable. I guess I'll put it that way. But in terms of pairings, I don't know. The only thing you got to get rid of is Oli Mata. This guy's a train wreck. He's a you know, nice – looks like a – uh, uh, nice, uh, pretty young uh, uh, Scandinavian dude, but <laughs> outside of that, <laughs> what a shit show! <laughs> that's that's but, uh, good. We can go right to Rob with that because that that is his favorite player. I want to hear what he says about that. You know damn well he's not. I I I'm one. I'm a positive guy. You know how that goes. And and hell, I even was talking about how. Roy, for those six, there was a six game stretch where I was, I was at my wits end with Roy. Even I'm like, damn it. Did we just commit to the wrong guy? You know, but he has righted the ship. He's, he is solid as solid as can be and, and, and worth every penny we were paying him. So I'm, I'm happy with Roy. Um, Mata, I just, I just don't hate him as much as most of the Kings contingent hates him. I understand. I see. I see the frustration on some of the play, but I just think it's it's a little magnified and overblown a little. That's all. But when you're looking, it always at, is. It yeah, always yeah, is. Yes. Yeah. And when you look but, at, but I, I don't. And I don't hate him. I just, 
you know, if, if there's something that's, you know, like they say with defense, sorry to cut you off, but like no, you just call them a shit show though. And uh, that well, was mean. Don't because be mean, it's, Joe. because there's plenty of moments where he is. And the thing, what I'm going to say is people always say like, Oh, you know, if you're not talking about the defense, that's a good thing. And, you know, I think we can both count on two hands about of times in this season where you're just like, what the hell, you know, yeah. the hell is he doing? You know, or it's not even like just bad decisions with the puck. It's just like, like, He's, he's in been, no man's land. He's been a lot better as of late. And and like I said, sure. I, I, I see what every, everyone's He's not complete dog shit. He's not complete dog shit, but it's yes. definitely the weakest link. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. See, I just I just softened you right now because you went from shit show to not well, dog is. shit, not dog he's, shit. And I love it. I love that you softened. It's it's great. I didn't soften. That's not softening. No, it's uh, yeah. So I, you still want to be mean is what you're saying. No, when I when I said shit show, I was just having a you know thought of him like just like falling on his face while somebody skates around him. So and um, that is a shit show, by the way. <laughs> I do I do want to say, you know, that's our six. The six that we have right now, you know, it was great seeing Strand come up and and help out for the while he was there. Uh Move Rare was awesome. The few games he came and played with us, great. And I I think our our D the 60 we have are our 60 that we have. If someone falls by the wayside due to whatever, we have capable guys that could come in and fill in for time beings. And it's, it's one of our actual strong points. So, you know, as far as the roster goes. So would you bring up Will Landon as the seventh D man so that the kids can get more playing time down there? Yeah. Yeah. You could, well, you could take your pick of who you want for the seventh defenseman. Uh, because like I said, th- those three guys, Wolan and Strand and, and Mouvrer, as a seventh defenseman, who who gives a crap? Uh, I think I think you'll see them rotate like Strand, Wolan, and Mavrari, all three of them. I almost called them Mouvrer, Rob, Danny. Mouvrer. Uh, <laughs> you, you'll see them rotate those guys to keep them off waiver eligibility, but also right. playing playing games. Well, so well, I think those three will kind of rotate. There's something hopefully hopefully one of the 13 listeners we have um we lost four already yeah <laughs> during this episode alone um Jordan Spence is waiver exempt and he you want to talk about if Dersey is is Drew Doughty light well I think Jordan Spence is Dersey light you know he he's got some fantastic offensive awareness got you know he's quick he's just a little undersized he's you know there, there's how about bring up a kid that that's waiver exempt and keep moving him up and down and get him some his feet wet and give him some taste of the big show you know we got that flexibility why not who switches over sure. to, to lefty what, I think that's well, the issue I, what, right? it, 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 no it doesn't matter he's right he's right defenseman but what I'm saying is as a seventh defenseman Oh yeah. yeah. What, what's it matter? Uh, I wanted to bring up something. Did you know that Martin Furk is scoring at a forty-one goal pace? Yes, I did know. <laughs> that. Don't bring that up to Darren. He's gonna. <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors, right, Darren? That's, I was earlier when you were talking. That, that does not translate over to the NHL. All right. <laughs> no, I'm talking about in the NHL. He's playing yeah, oh, one yeah, goal and yeah, one goal. Game. Yes, it's, still forty-one, 41 goal pace. Still, yes. ask Mike or Darren. <laughs> 
bring him up for 10 more games, he'll score zero goals, and it'll be a negative 40 or something like that. Uh, I just brought that up because I knew that was a sticking point. Uh, but when you were talking about the power player alert, I wanted to be like three letters, F-R-K. <laughs> okay, right. before Darren starts talking about trade pros- prospects, trade bait guys, mm-hmm. whatever, understand that the whole purpose of us doing a podcast with our friends talking about our favorite team is so we can do exactly this. So we can play pretend GM. So we can play pretend coach. So we can trade players and move lines and, and do what fans do. And by no means do we think, you know, we have answers or anything like that, but this is going to be fun. So fire away, Darren, I'm ready for you. All right. <clears throat> so we'll talk about defensemen first. Uh, we'll talk about guys who are in the rumors, and that's Calvin DeHaan. I think he's a good – he could be a good guy to pick up. But the problem with him, he's a rental. His contract's over in 22. Left-hand defenseman, bigger guy, defensive defenseman. Could help on the penalty kill. What's I don't that? even know who that is. He's not on the Kings, so I have no idea who he is. <laughs> he, he's on Chicago, so. Oh. He – so you're, you'll find a theme with all of the guys that I'm picking for our defense. He's like 6'3", 200, 215, something like that. He's a really big you, defensive defenseman. You've got your tight. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts on that one? No? Again, he's in the rumors, so there's a chance he's going to go somewhere else. So there, the there's actually a rumor about us picking up, Don? Uh, it's, it's in like the – he's known to be available, and the Kings – or looking for it's one of those like you like you know, the puzzle fits. Okay, the well, problem with him is he's his contract expires this year. Too. Right. So absolutely pass. Yeah. Just simply because the contract, like you said, why trade anything for for a rental? And he's not. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. It's fine. All right, so I got these other guys. They're potential targets. These are the guys who I think are good fits in their age and their term of their contract. You got Damon Severson and Ryan Graves from New Jersey. Uh, the only problem with Severson is he's a right-hander, but they both can play in pretty steadily offensively. They both put up more points than any of the Kings guys have pretty much besides Dowdy, and both are solid defensively. No, oh, great. What, what do their contracts look like? I'm familiar so, with Graves. Uh, Severson is 4.16 for this year and next, and then Graves is 3.16 for this year and next. So slightly, only like a year and a half, but not a rental. And they're both 20, Graves is 26, Severson is 27. And and I would lean, like I said, I'm familiar with Graves as far as yeah. <clears throat> understanding that he's only been in the league a few years, the way defensemen mm-hmm. are, and, and, and there is a offensive upside to him you know he's on the left side he plays on the left side and he's a huge dude i don't i don't know exactly how big is i just know he's he's six five is he yeah okay yeah i know he's huge and i know he's left left side and he's got some he's he's got some offensive skills for such a big dude for sure why would they Um, give up somebody like that that's, that's the other part. That's going to be the reason that's hard to get him is they did just pick him up from the avalanche, but he was traded to be protected from the the expansion draft. But, I mean, the avalanche, or not the, sorry, not the avalanche, the devils are, you know, floundering a little bit. They're, 
although they won today, they're going downhill. I think, you know, you offer them a couple picks or a couple prospects or something like that, or, you know, lower end guys or some picks or something like that, you know, maybe they can get him. So he's not anyone, these aren't anyone who are rumored. This is all just like guys who I think would be fun targets. So, oh, so this isn't even rumored? <clears throat> no, no, no. Okay. We're starting uh, here. I got This, is, I gotta this is a Darren. This is a rumor. This is a Darren rumor. Is, is this a yeah. D3 or a D4? <laughs> yeah, I was saying there's as much validity to this as there yeah. is to Hey, so what do you think about targeting Nathan McKinnon? Is that guy still around, <laughs> by the way? Sorry. These are realistic. I think these are realistic, to be honest. These are these are realistic guys. Maybe you don't get yeah. in the season, but in the offseason. How are the how are the Islanders doing this season? Are they out of the They're five hundred? Yeah, they're let's get Chara. Let's get some fucking Chara. Hey. Just so I can buy a Chara jersey to go next to my Gabbert jersey, <laughs> my Kovalchuk jersey, my Aguila jersey. Joe. Nostalgia of the mid two thousands. It's a nice Islander retirement jersey collection you got there. Yes. Islander Twitter is just on fire with they're done with Chara. Good. Last so last taking... night last night's game they were they were up five five to nothing or whatever it was and whoever they were playing last night regardless scored three goals to make it five three and Chara was on the ice for all three of those goals and they're all why the hell is Chara on the ice in this game? He should never play another minute of Islander hockey. I mean they were just going nuts. They want to kill Chara. Yeah. Are you well, saying that we go. should pick up Chara and roll him on uh, uh, a pairing with, with Edler once Edler comes back? Yeah. <laughs> if the Kings are going to make the playoffs, honestly, I would make that move just for the guy in the locker room and the fact that he'll beat the living shit out of anybody that's on the ice. Yeah. yeah. I got one more defenseman, and we'll talk about the fun forwards. Wait, is it Chara? No, no, no. Okay. It's Travis Sanheim from Philly. He's, I don't, uh, don't want to see – how's this? I don't want a single flyer. On our roster ever, <laughs> but and any, any, any player is that is named that rhymes with Anaheim. Can I offer a counterpoint? The last time we traded Philly, we won a couple cups. So no, but that's because that guy wanted it out. Yeah. I don't think he wanted out. Didn't they want him out? Exactly. There's they they all mutually said, "Yeah, I've run my course here." Because all of that. Right. Uh, Let's hear it, Darren. I don't know who this Anaheim guy is, but Travis Sanheim. He's twenty-seven, or sorry, twenty-five. His contract's four point six five, or four six seven five, for this year and next. Uh, he's big defensive D, but he has some offensive skill. He's kind of like a little bit better offensive Ryan Graves, like a little bit shorter, a little bit not quite as big, but he's got more offensive skill than Ryan Graves. So that compares him to someone you know, Rob. Arguably. No, I'm familiar with Sanheim too because I've actually watched Flyer games this year yeah. quite often, just so I could laugh and look at at and remember what it was like to watch just shitty shitty hockey. Yeah, I think I think Sanheim would actually be all for that trade. You know, anything to get out of a dumpster yeah. fire of an organization. But all no, right. I would. I honestly, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So yeah, I was looking for someone. My thought was you pair a big D and you can get them with Dursey, a big defensive defenseman, and you can pair them with Dursey and then you can pair Bjornfoot with Roy so that we get a little bit more. Maybe you can get, activate Bjornfoot a little bit more in that Roy pair. So and this moves Mata to the bench. So are you saying that <clears throat> Darren is a fan of big Ds? Definitely, 100%. Darren, on, honestly, as far as 
I mean, if we're talking pieces and depth for a long playoff push, actually they, they make a lot of sense. And, yeah. and the guys that you're mentioning are, are quality guys. Um, but I don't want, I don't necessarily, I want big, big names and big, big time potential coming. If if, if guys... we're going to make the, any kind of those things just to get rid of our logjam, I don't want to remove some of our logjam for guys that are still, I don't want to necessarily say Sanheim and Graves are still developing, but they're kind of still developing. Yeah. You, know? you, you want, you want the guys on my not likely, but would be fun to talk about list and Wierenski. Dolly, sure. Or, but that Chikari. are already just absolutely proven. We know right. This is who he is, not, hey, potentially with his size and and some of the, the skill he has shown in, in the last, in his first three years, because that's all they've played. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't, I just See, to me, want to. I was, I was looking at it as a, he's an upgrade this year, but he's also not, he's also under contract for either next year or longer. And that way you have someone who can grow with the team. You know what I mean? So that was what I was looking for. We can talk about the wingers. Uh, so for the rumored guys, we got Dominic Kubalik. I guess he was actually a guy who he was ours again. Yeah, he was ours, and I guess he's up for he's going to be up for trade this or rumored to be up for trade this season. Again, it's not necessarily one of those things like oh the Kings are in on Kubalik. It's more like potentially they're looking for a player like that, a guy who can score from the depth position of third fourth line. He he's he's burned the bridge of. And this is just fan talking. I I I think I I don't know for a fact because everything is is still real fuzzy about why we were never able to sign him in the first place. And yeah. what I was hearing and reading is just the fact that he didn't want to be in our organization. Yeah. No. These are so these are the guys who are rumored, and I they're not necessarily like my uh, my picks for who we should get, but they are guys who. There's talk about them. If we get so, a guy, if Kuli comes to to LA, I would like for him to write a letter and post it in the LA Times. Sorry, LA, for the first time around, and then maybe I'll forgive him and then op- welcome him with open arms. For sure, full page guy, ad in the LA Times that nobody will ever read. <laughs> <laughs> the other two guys are uh, Jake DeBrusque and JT Miller. So I think. DeBrusque, I, I definitely wouldn't want. I think Miller, his cost is going to be so high because it's in division to me. But he could be an interesting guy who could play top six minutes. Who's he playing with now? Vancouver. Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean. And DeBrusque wants out of Boston. He does. Um, I I would I would kick the tires on both of those. Darren, you just got through saying not DeBrusque, but you're the one bringing it up. I don't get it. Oh, I, these are guys who are rumored who, who there right. have been – the brusque so. has some <clears throat> has some upside and and if that is one of those let's kick the tires let's see if change of scenery absolutely lights them on fire that would be something awesome and i th- i think jt miller's a, a bona fide stud so definitely i, I agree with jt miller the, the problem with debrusque for me is how many guys do we have in our organization that are going to be jake debrusque and a year or two, you know what I mean? Right. Like, no, I, right. And we have Grunstrom, we have Athensio, we have all of these guys who already like him. So you just said you don't want to add a guy who's going to create more logjam. I think that just creates more logjam. Well, not if we're getting rid of logjam to get him. 
Yeah, but I don't think we're paying that much for Jake DeBrusque. Sure. No, you're right. You're right. So then right, why you so, bring it up? If, if that was just a setup, then you just set me up just to throw it in my face. So fuck uh, off, the, I, I want to touch on the rumor, guys, because I think it's important that we talk about the guys who people have said we could be getting. So it's Chikrin out, just the rumors, Chikrin rumors are just done? Yeah, we're done he's in the rumors. I put him in the, he, he's in the not likely, but it's just the price right is now, so right? high. Yeah, 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 the price is too high. I don't want to get in an argument with you, yeah. so. Price is too so, high. So we got potential targets. And For I don't minus know where to start 40, 40 defensemen. Are, are people talking about ghost stuff? <laughs> Possibly. So, so I'm going to start with, the in-division guy who I think is going to get shot down first, and that's Tomas Hurdle. He's a guy who's on an expiring contract, so he'd be a rental, potentially. But he's a stud. He's 28. I mean, he's scored at the top level for San Jose. He's been in the playoffs. I think he'd be an interesting guy to add. But I think I it would like have it. to be with – Yeah. I don't like I think his face. With... I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> he's, <laughs> been, he's been I, a I, shark, shark too long. Done. I, I, I understand. That's that was why he was the one I brought up first because we we're gonna shoot him down. So can I, can, can I just throw one in just just to yeah. just to change the pace here? I'm being yeah. serious. Oilers just fired Tippett. They got a new guy in. If the new guy doesn't work and and if if it's gonna follow the trajectory of the Edmonton Oilers, every coach that comes in is just no good, including McClellan. If they don't figure shit out. Why can't we have? Why can't we trade for Connor McDavid? Yeah, who are you giving up? That's that's. Oh, our who part. do you want? Yeah, right. You want to want to clear up the the logjam. True. Take who you want. Yeah, uh, I was going to say that earlier as a joke. Uh, that's a pipe dream. There's no way. Like, I, uh, hey, I'm sure people said that about Gretzky back in the day too. Yeah, well, it's a different time. Like back then, they paid him twenty five million dollars for Gretzky. <laughs> It's not happening these days. We'll send, we'll send him fifty million know, with the all inflation. All I know is this, Joe. Find a stamp collector this. and uh, you know some guy that owes a shitload of money. <laughs> yeah, that's Joe, not happening. Joe, here's 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 why I'm saying just the possibility, even though it's minute, just the fact that they haven't come close to being a cup contender, except on paper. Um, he might tell them. I'm not going to be here. When my contract's done, I'm done. And if, if management hears that, well, then why not get a King's ransom for someone that they're guaranteed? He's already telling you, I'm not signing here again because you guys have fucked my prime seasons here because it's a shit show of an organization. Okay. Yeah. Uh, aside from the, the pipe dream that it is, imagine the optics. doesn't matter if you're giving the entire Kings roster and all of their prospects just for McDavid and then the Kings are just going to, whoever's left over in the prospect pool, they're going to ice with McDavid. Imagine the optics in Edmonton, if they traded him, it's not happening. <laughs> it's Gretzky to LA, to LA. Let me clarify that. Drawing nope, parallels. You're wrong, Joe. You're wrong. It, it, could, no, happen. it could happen, but just imagine the optics of yeah. that. Oh, the, the 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 arena would be burnt down. There would be the trucker stampede would show up to Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> Maybe that's for Joe. the best. <laughs> Joe, I watched a movie called Seven with Brad Pitt, and I'm all, there's no way he's going to shoot the guy when he's saying, "What's in the box? What's in the box?" Guess what? He shot him. He shot him. 
<laughs> that was a movie. <laughs> I hate you, Joe. Touche, touche, touche. All right. So the next name on my list is uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand from Columbus. He's 26. He's on contract for 5.4 till 2026. He's a, I think he's a 30 goal scorer a couple of years ago, and he's almost always over 20 goals. He's a power play kind of guy. You know, pretty much any problem the Kings have with power play, he's like, he could be one of the guys who could help solve it. So he's one of the guys who I think they should target. He's going to be hard. To, he would be hard to get because he's on such a long contract. But with Columbus rebuilding, there's a possibility you could potentially prime out of there. So what do you what are you thinking about giving up for him? Uh, Mike's not here, so I'll speak for him. Three first round draft picks, but <laughs> what do you guys actually think? Uh, I would give Rob's virginity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it'd probably be something like you know, Kupari, maybe second tier defensive prospect and a first and I don't know if you would do this year or second and first or second one of these next two oh. drafts. So. Bjorkstrand, I, I'm not sure about your. You call him a 30 goals. I don't think he scored 30 goals. Will you look? Did that I have up? it as? Can someone look that up? Uh, I have it perennial 20 goal score. I read it wrong. Sorry, 20 goal score. He's always on like a 20 goal pace every yeah. season he's played. Yeah. And um, I, it, what's his pace this season? Just under 30, because okay. he scored one tonight. So. Okay. He's at like 25 this season. He's scoring at a medium pace. Just like just like most of the Kings roster. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know how many guys of our guys are going to be able to score 20 goals this season. That's what you're talking about adding. So It doesn't, doesn't fit what I had already said. I want a proven, absolute, grade A stud. Okay. Otherwise, nice I, name. otherwise bring up Firk and Velarde. Yeah. Next, same on the list, Alex Tuck from Buffalo. Ooh, now we're talking. Big boy. Now we're six, talking. Five. I the love The only problem Alex getting Tuck. him, yeah, the only problem getting him is they just got him for Eichel. Right. But they are rebuilding, so you hit him with. That, that's that's not the only problem. They have the number one <clears throat> prospect pool, according to what, Scott Wheeler of the Athletic? I don't read the Athletic so, because you have to pay, so right. I don't do it. Number one prospect pool. Why would they want more prospects from us if that's all they have? Yeah, I mean, Rob wants people to work for free. Yes, <laughs> Alex Tuck. I he has everything that I like. I, he has size. He has speed. He has hands. I mean, just I think I think he he can really really turn into something kind of special. He's still young enough. I think he's, he's twenty five. Tw- he he okay. was surprisingly. I, I thought he was older. I thought he was in no his high twenties, but he's only twenty five. I I've. I would I would give up a pretty penny for him. I think he was a guy who I always hated playing against him in Vegas, and those are the guys who, when you hate playing against him, you probably want him on your team. And how's this? He's he's Arnold Schwarzenegger to Alex I follows Danny DeVito. There you go. <laughs> They're twins. They're twins. There you go with the movies again. <laughs> <laughs> And the last one on the list, he's a known name. He's in Montreal. It's Tyler Toffoli. He's 29. He's in. He's under contract till 2024. It's only 4.25. We know what he can do. 
bring him back home. He already has a Dodgers hat. He already has a Dodgers hat. I like Tyler. I don't want him back. You don't want him back? I don't want him back. All right. Uh, Because I don't want him to come back for me to hate him when he's not scoring 25 to 30 goals. I because I I I'm happy that he was here. He won a cup with us. He went away. I love. I read some of the things, some of the little uh, essays he wrote about what it meant to be a king, and all. I I have fallen in love with him, and I don't want that to change. Because if he comes back to a king, being a king, and he does not live up to expectations, I will run him over with my own car. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's – this season his numbers have been down, but Montreal's so bad. Right. Whereas the last two seasons were probably statistically some of his better seasons. So I, I thought that I, was I, – I like rooting for him on yeah. the Canadians because it doesn't hurt us in any way. I go, come on. I just – I'm always – I'll turn on a, a Canadians game and watch and just root for him only. Joe, you were, you were a t- Foley fan when he, when he was in town, right? I'm a, I'm a fan of all kings. I'm not a hater, but it, no, my my I, I think my wife was the bigger fan. Yeah, well, yeah. he is kind of good looking. I, what I said before, I, if they are going to make a trade, it, I, I would guess they're probably going to make a depth move. Nothing earth shattering, you know. Probably defenseman. That's not a great defenseman, but in case somebody gets hurt, just. You know, so you don't have to keep diving into the uncharted waters of pros- you know, defensive prospects that play. You don't want to pull up our thirteenth defensive prospect to play. Yeah, defense? exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, play the kids, play the kids, let's do it. Yeah, I I I just say just this roll with what we got and see, see what happens. Yep. And, and honestly, if I were a betting man, if they don't get in, they'll, they'll probably just miss. So, and that's so success. What what I had said our our last podcast was I I would like for us just to stand pat, make the playoffs and get everyone that we have here homegrown everything just get that playoff experience. I would love to make it. I'm not my expectations aren't to win the Stanley Cup. If we make the playoffs, how awesome it would be just for for all these young guys that we have, the Byfields, the Kaliev's, the Trevor Moores, that guy, you know, just to get that playoff experience, that that's the next step. And I'm, I am willing to wait and take all these steps as a fan with the organization. And hopefully we get back to it soon. I got one more thing for you guys. You know what would really help us uh, make the playoffs this year? If you guys hit that like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell, make, smash, smash, that, smash like that like button, make Joe happy. All right, Kings fans, that's all we have for you today. Until next time, go Kings, go! Go Kings! Let's do it.